At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey guys, welcome back to the Art of Craftsmanship podcast. My name is Dustin O'Hara, and I'm here with my brother and co-host, Devin. Hello. All right, Dev, what do you got for us today? If I had asked people what they wanted, they would have said faster horses. Yeah. And yeah. and any guess on who said that? <laughs> uh Is it is it a is it a quote from a movie like a is it a character or is it actually somebody? It's a a real live person. American, real live person. That's not alive, but they right. were alive. Uh, I don't know a president. No, I'm think <laughs> of. I'll try to give you a tip. Who could have made who made a faster horse? Ah, is it Ford? Yeah, Henry, Henry Ford. Ford. Nice. nice. <laughs> that was a good clue. <laughs> <laughs> who More can faster horses? Who can make a faster horse? <laughs> nice. Nice. That's cool. um, yeah, I, I like I'll read it again. If I had asked people what they wanted, they would have said faster horses. Um, I, I didn't even I just got this quote and I, I just started thinking about it. So he's. It's him either saying people don't know what they want or you have to stick with your vision and your goal and give people your the best that you can do. You know, so no matter what maybe they think they want, if you, you can give them something a lot better when, than, than what they think they want. Right. And you can give them a whole new thing that they didn't even think possible. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> yeah. They would have said faster horses. Yeah. So he's saying, yeah, I, uh, if I would have just given people what they wanted or, or if, if I asked them, so you have to come out, come out of your box and figure out something totally different. Right. And, uh, you can get any color as long as it's black. <laughs> yeah. Right. I love that quote too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of, uh, I wonder, you know, now I never thought about this. I, I know that quote, and then I, also from the very first Fast and the Furious movie, um, <laughs> was it Vin Diesel or whatever says like that when the guy walks into his house, they're having the party, and he's like, "You can have any beer you want as long as it's a Corona." You know, like he's holding <laughs> up like three Coronas and he hands him one. I was like, I wonder if that's a play on that. That would be funny. Yeah, yeah, it must. Yeah, it's yeah. got to be uh, some type of callback. I mean, yeah, that's that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. That's funny. That'd be funny I, if someone did if someone quoted that to you the the uh, any color as long as it's black you're like ah Vin Diesel nice <laughs> yeah right <laughs> I love that movie it's great man that was funny though when that movie came out that was like huge for the uh, the custom you know like uh, 
mufflers and oh yeah lights everyone was like this is the coolest thing we ever saw it was, like, it was all this customization of cars and stuff and right. people were driving all over the place with neon lights underneath their car and funny right. stickers and spoilers in the back of cars that have front wheel drive and stuff yeah i remember <laughs> we i remember after we saw it i think our, our brother derek and our, our uh, friend charles they both had honda civics Yep. Yeah. So, you know, super pumped leaving the movie theater. And then, you know, they started like getting bolt on accessories, you know, just to, <laughs> you know, quote unquote, soup it up a little bit. Yeah. Doing, doing whatever you could without actually knowing much about the, uh, what to do or any mechanics of a vehicle. Yeah, we did put all the, the neon lights underneath the <laughs> Derek's car. It was so awesome. Yeah, it, it, the it forest, was cool. The forest green Honda Civic. And I remember we painted his center console yellow. It said like in the middle, and then we oh, put yeah. in little switches for the neon. So we actually yeah. put the neons underneath and then wired it, and then you could like just ride along and click flip the switch, and all the neons would come <laughs> on underneath the car. It was so awesome. <laughs> That's ridiculous. And I, yeah, I remember one time we went, we went, we went into a, a like a car shop, like you know where they sell rims and speaker and stereo systems yeah. back in the day. You know, custom <laughs> car shop. And like us, kind of asking like, oh, all these posers now because of Fast and Furious, right? Like <laughs> yeah, they, right, they, exactly. they all want like Nas systems and like all this, right? Like, <laughs> like acting like we were cool. <laughs> I know, jeez. And I think I was Posers. talking to the guy. I was like thirteen. I was like, "Can you believe these people? Ridiculous!" <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I had I had a uh, what was it the um the Suzuki Samurai, just like the mini mini version of a Jeep. <laughs> oh yeah. And I, I, when we saw that movie in the theaters. That's the vehicle I had that I had driven to the movie theater. So that's what I like left in. But it did have a stick shift, which was awesome. <laughs> right. It was like, I think Derek had a, uh, a you know, an automatic. <laughs> I was like, well, at least I got a stick shift. Like, wah, wah, right. wah. <laughs> in the Suzuki Samurai. Yeah. Uh, what was a, another car quote I saw looking through through car quotes for today? Oh, um, <laughs> I'd rather drive a slow car fast than a fast car slow. <laughs> that's something just like nice. that. Nice, that's awesome. <laughs> or, yeah, uh, or definitely. I think, it, or, or from Top Gear, I think it's Jeremy Clarkson who said, "The fastest car in the world is a rental," because <laughs> you don't give a shit what happens to it or how or how fast you run it. You know how how yeah, much you right. abuse it. <laughs> oh man, you think about car quotes because of your vehicle. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was, I was, yeah. yeah, I wanted to go yeah. through there. Um, so I'm continuing to look. I drove a um, a uh, F150. Oh, was it yesterday? Uh, V6 twin turbo. That's the EcoBoost model, right? Um, actually, you know, let me send you. I will send you right now because we're not in the same spot today. We're not. Let me send you a, a photo real quick. Get your reaction to it. See what gotcha. you think. I'll send it right now, and it's going. <laughs> oh, let's see how long. Here I received it. Oh, that was good. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, nice. All black. Chrome bumper. Nice big grill in the front. Got a little uh, the little uh, what's it called step up thing on the side. That's chrome. chrome yeah, the wheels. bars. Yeah, yeah. What's the six foot bed? It, Six and a half foot is the um, yeah right is the middle right yeah with that it's either if you get the four door it's a five and a half foot bed if you ah. get the extended cab like this with the sides you can open that's a six and a half and then the other is eight but I I don't think you can get an eight unless you have a 
normal one or maybe an extended cab, but that's about it. You can't, I don't think right. you can get a four door with a eight foot bed. No. Yeah. This looks great. That's a, but that's she's a pretty, nice, isn't it? Really nice looking truck. Yeah. Yeah. So you have the extended cab. So, right. Yeah. It's not the four door. So you get, you right. earn that, you earn that foot back for the bed. Right. But, and, nice. but the, that extended cab, those, those sides open up. Right. So you get that. So the whole thing opens up. Door. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that was that, that was the main thing. I need a vehicle for now the baby. Right. Yeah, you have to be <laughs> for able to put the seat in the back and yeah. But yeah, Sweet. it's a, um it's a 2012. It was in the price range and we'll see if it's still around, but that's kind of the best one I uh I found. And yeah, right as on. uh Wrangler Star would say, give me the fizz. <laughs> or you know, yeah, or, right. or you know, that's his nice way of saying turning him on. Yeah, right. It gives me the it, fizz. It definitely <laughs> and, and and uh our dad was sending us um other th- vehicles and stuff right uh, and just they were okay but this one i, I really like you know just a simple black yeah. not too much chrome nice rims nothing crazy just uh a nice simple truck but looks nice and it drove yeah, it was really nice, nice. R- really nice to drive uh i mean that's another thing i want to talk about not really knowing much more than the basics of of car maintenance, you know how to change right. the oil, blah blah blah, and check things. Right. Yeah. But at least I got it, and and they were really cool. The thing I like about small dealerships is they'll just throw you the keys. Right. Yeah. I I pulled to... up and and talked to the guy in the lot. It ended up being the guy I had talked to over email. He's right. like <laughs> he's like uh, Ford. He's like yeah, hang on. He like pulled it out. You know, it was behind some stuff, and then just threw me the keys. All right, I'll see you. See you when you come back. Yeah, like, yes, that's what I like. No right, pressure. Exactly. Here you go. Yeah. Have fun. Take it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he that's saw that I parked. He I parked my vehicle there, so he's right. He's not yeah. afraid. He's got if, your if, car. <laughs> right. right. He yeah. can take the Rav Four and make off a lot better than <laughs> the used F one fifty. Nice. Yeah. Right. Exactly. No, that's sweet. Yeah. I um. Yeah. When I was when we got our the newer car we have for my wife. Uh, we have a, a 2016 um, Nissan Rogue, and we got it through CarMax. And yeah, it was like the you know the the dealer guy who we were working with. He like got in the car and we drove you know a certain place and certain you know to do the test drive. Oh yeah, yeah. Take a right here. The whole okay. time. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh. I was like, oh. but you know the past vehicles we've gotten from yeah the same thing small dealerships like okay yeah if you come out here you can go up this road and make a right and go down and then you can you know either come back the back roads or you can hit the belt you know hit the highway and go for. A, you know, a uh, an exit, and then you get off here and make it right, yeah. and come back, and blah blah. Yeah. So I'm like, cool. They just like try it out. You know, go yeah. around, test out these few different things. We'll see what you like. You know, see what right. You think. So that's cool. Here, I'll send you. All right. So here, these are two pictures of the truck that I'm getting. Oh yeah, you want to talk about that a little Most bit? Likely. That's, that's yeah. a really cool. That's a cool little story. Oh, and yeah. also, I didn't say it, it. The truck I'm looking at is a 2012 F150. Right. Um, yeah. A little bit older, but apparently 2012, it won the truck of the year by Motor Trend. Oh, nice. So, so there you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's just cool. That's pictures. all you can ask for. Yeah. So this is. Um, so, <laughs> similarly, our dad, who you know, when we say, "Hey, we were looking for a new vehicle, and this is what I'm looking for," and he'll start doing the research. He's like semi-retired, you know, so he's like, he'll look on Craigslist and he'll look on dealerships and he'll be like, all right, you know, he just kind of, he's working right. for us. It's great. He's, and he's on the Craig, he's on Craigslist anyway, so. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so he sent, he sent me this one and it's actually not, it was not one from Craigslist, which I'm happy about because what it is, is uh, a good friend of our dad's, 
um, his buddy Jerry uh, is the main groundskeeper at a golf course that my dad frequents regularly, but not to play golf, but to fish um, from who, the who property I, of the golf yeah, course. Yeah, who, who I worked for at one time. Oh, did you work for Jerry? At yeah, Ridge? and yeah, and real quick, a, a quick story. I think the it was either first or the second time I quit. Like I went back once. Right. I, I didn't really give him a a two weeks notice. I just I just disappeared because it was like the last time I was like, all right, I'm not getting up at four thirty a.m. this morning, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. And I just didn't come in. And you know, dad dad comes there to fish. He's like, "Where's your goddamn son?" And he's like, "What? Huh? I don't know. You know." <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, sorry, sorry, Jerry. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. So this um, the the golf course is right on uh the the res- a local reservoir, Lockard and Reservoir, and my dad has grown up fishing on that reservoir from for years and years and years and and all over it. And so there's the one part where it's 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 fine. My dad has he's known all the guys to the golf course forever, so he'll just pull up, he'll go up and he'll park, and then he'll walk down along the back side of the golf course, the back roads, and then go down and fish near the water. So, um, but the great thing is that Jerry, uh, had his own shop. He's a mechanic. He still works on cars basically as like a side hustle when he, when he wants to, or if people ask him. So he's worked on my pickup a couple times, my F-150, my 89 F-150. Yeah. Good guy. You know, he's always, is always like half the price of the normal dealership and even our good dealerships that we go to that, I mean, not dealerships, but uh, mechanic Mechanics. shops, ones that we are, our main guy we use all the time. Who's cheaper than a lot of other places. Jerry will do it for less. If it's something right. he can do, like he doesn't have a lift in his shop, in the shop, you know, so he can do normal stuff. But, um, but yeah, so I've, he's worked on stuff for me for a few times. Now this truck is his son's girlfriend's mom's or something. Right. So it's, his, <laughs> it's not his, not his, his not his son's mother-in-law but that same idea it was hers um she hasn't i guess a year ago or so she just stopped driving it i'm not sure i didn't i didn't get the reasons why but it's been sitting for a year it's a um it's a 2001 dodge ram um and it's silver it looks like it's he said it's full size it looks like it's a six foot bed or six and a half but maybe it's a full size eight foot bed um has and it's yeah it's silver with like kind of black trim it's got a tan interior that looks pristine like leather yeah, tan nice. interior yeah it looks perfect um so it, it, yeah and it's really cheap <laughs> less than a thousand bucks so you right. know it's like, i can't ask for more than that and it's from a guy who i can trust that's saying like yeah it's i think he said that he said confidently that you'll get another 60 or seventy thousand miles out of it you know, I was like, well, that's all I can ask for because, you know, I my usually my rule of thumb, if I'm going to buy an older vehicle that um, is a used vehicle, I'm my goal is to get a vehicle where I pay a thousand bucks a year for it. So if it's if I pay th- five thousand bucks, I want to get five years, you know, so right. that's that's kind of ideal. So, you know, oh, within yeah. that, I would say under five, like, of course, if you're spending over five, then you're spending it on a more modern vehicle and there's different stuff and different like. You know, you're paying money for um, warranties and things, so you're, you know you're going to kind of get your money's worth, hopefully. Um, but if it's an older vehicle and I'm paying, you know, two or three or four thousand bucks, that's that's kind of my rule of thumb. I want to get that many years out of it. So, yeah. you know, if I can get a year or two out of this one, that's that would be awesome. And I I imagine because I don't, you know, I drive the truck to work, but we don't do a lot of traveling 
um, in in the trucks that I've had. We always go in our other cars, and so they get the like longer mileage on them. So should be good. Oh, looks yeah. cool. They said Matt. he said they did go, and they uh, it the battery is dead, so they just put a jump on it, and it started right up, ran well, and and uh, it was actually so it's back in this like it's on this property. It's down it, um one of the part of the property goes back kind of a dirt road into the back around whatever, and so. To get the truck to get the vehicles out, there's a little spot. Apparently, there's a spot along the road that occasionally will get flooded when it's really wet. So it's been kind of wet here in Maryland, so it was flooded. And he said, not super deep, but you know, it might be a foot and a half, you know, of water that you got to get through. And there, it's a dirt road, so it might be muddy, and there's like some holes and stuff. So Jerry wasn't confident at the time that he was telling us about it that he'd be able to uh, pull the truck out with his vehicle. Like his, the idea was. He would go in, start it up. If he needed some help, they would just kind of tow it through and pull it out or, or just drive it out. But it doesn't have four-wheel drive. Right. So, so I talked to our brother, Drew, and he has he, he has a Toyota. Um, his truck has four-wheel drive. Tacoma. So I was like, hey, Toyota's Tacoma, right? So, like, hey, you want to come and help, you know, do a little, like, pull me out with your truck with your four-wheel drive? So he was all pumped about it. We're like, yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. He's like, cool. Yeah. He's like, we got straps. What do we need? Do we need to bring tires? What do we got to bring? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so we were, like, getting all ready. We were talking about this last night. But then um, – but then actually, uh, my dad called the guy, and and um, so it's Jerry's son Troy. Uh, he um, he says dry enough, and and he and Jerry were, they were confident that they would be able to drive it out, no problem. So so we're actually going on Saturday to look at it and possibly buy it, and uh, yeah, it'll be out at their actual house and not like on the back of the other property. So <laughs> oh damn. I know. And yeah, so I texted Drew. I was like, hey, man, sorry. You know, I'm not going to need your four wheel. I was like, maybe next time. <laughs> Frowny face. He was like, oh, man, I was all excited about having to like drag a truck out with my four wheel right. drive. It'd be awesome. Like, yeah. Again, I, I have the tool for that. Yeah, exactly. Let me use my, my truck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It's not often that you get like that request. Like, hey, I need your four wheel drive to help drag me out of something. Like, that's yeah, what four wheel drive like, is oh, for, yeah. right? You're like, hell yeah, you do. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> is the. Uh, is your F one fifty? Is it two or four wheel? Uh, four wheel drive. Oh, nice! Right on. Yeah, that was yeah, one, of things, guys, are, one of the things. One of the things I was looking for. Day. Yeah, yeah. We have a crazy big hill, and for so long we've we've only had my wife and I have only had one one four wheel drive vehicle and right. one not. Yeah. Um, and then the Jeep got hit, which surprisingly is was only two wheel. So, right, uh, which is ridiculous. But you know, we could we could not get up that hill without four wheel drive. So. Yeah, but yeah, it, it you know it'll be that we'll throw some weight in it in the winter. But um, yep, nice. Yeah, it was it was sweet. It felt good. And speaking of new like vehicle things, our parents just uh, texted us that they just picked up a new RV. I was out there. I was like out there as soon as I that's, started talking about what, dad. I saw him texting. Yeah, yeah. he was texting. Or, or yeah, no, not RV. Well, yeah, but just a camper that you can pull along. But two axle camper, camper. I think it's like nice. ten years old, but it's really nice. Nice. So there, That's there awesome. you go. Always searching for deals. He was telling me today at the, uh, at the O's game uh, when we were working it. So he was showing me pictures and stuff. It, it's sweet. Sweet. That's cool. Yeah, he's like, he's like, the only catch is that I got to either keep it at Devin or Dustin's. So, <laughs> well, that's, you know, we, we've got the space. It's okay. A little pop-up. That's not no big deal. Oh, right. Yeah. The, the one that they have now. Yeah. Right, yeah, because they have a pop-up camper, which is which is cool to have. Like, yeah. Nicole and I have taken it to the beach before. You know, we've hooked it up and taken it down. It's really nice to have that interior. You know, you've got the table. It's, it's not 
um, it, it's set up for like propane stove and stuff. There's no bathroom inside. You know, it has, it, it is set up to like have a little bathroom seat thing. Like you could do it off you want, but really it's yeah. nice. It's just like having a, a big, more luxurious tent right, you know, with, right. with raised beds and a, a, a table yeah. to sit yeah. at and stuff. So it's really nice to, you know, it, it's really fun to have that pop up. It's cool. So, so yeah, they got fun. the, uh, the, uh, RV. camper RV life now. <laughs> that's cool Did it's say, um uh, oh yeah there it is okay so it is a it's a what's it called is that called a third wheel oh, no i guess it's just a regular no, two, just a, yeah two, two axle yeah um oh yeah it's sweet man nice yeah they did yeah, just they, send this funny they're all like yeah. this way. <laughs> we're <laughs> yeah, getting we texts from our mom and dad as we, as we speak yeah right oh that's super cool nice yeah that well i know great. i was gonna respond well now that you have that i'm not gonna be borrowing the pop-up i'm gonna be <laughs> yeah. borrowing your your the camper, right. camper. Here, you guys can use this. this yeah, old I don't want your old dirty pop up, up anymore. <laughs> nah, it's cool. It's cool to like, you know. I don't, and I'll, I'll, I'll awesome. be able. I'm excited for him. It's I'll sweet. be able to tow it with my new truck. Hopefully, there you go. Heck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I'll be I'll be dying to tow something. <laughs> right? Yeah, I know. I I've you know I've towed the. I, we have a 16 foot catamaran, so I've towed that, and then you know the pop up I've towed behind. Um, the truck before but trucks my truck is just not that reliable anymore so that's okay yeah yeah it's um new one we'll uh, see how this one is looks better the one one thing funny yesterday when i was when i got i i got it and i came back test drove it and and luckily everything i grabbed i kind of hit the right buttons for things to work (laughs) nice so i I jump out pop it pop the hood slip my hand under it find the um the release right away throw it up look yeah. at things so everything i was doing looked like i knew what i was doing <laughs> but i just i just happened to hit all the right you know this second door's here this button's right. here you know i turn flick the <laughs> i was just like, like jerry that, like jerry yeah. seinfeld says i'm just looking for a, a cut cord or or an or off switch that says off <laughs> yeah right i know what i'm doing here's your, here's your problem right here that's cool. That means, you know, that's there's a, a a level of intuitiveness that designers design into those things, right? Where right. where would this be if I wanted to reach for it? Right. So if right, there's right. like latches are there and buttons are there, it's it's what it's obviously there's some of it like what we're used to. There's a standard, so like things yeah. go in a certain place. Everyone knows that you pop the hood of a not everyone, but most people know that you pop the hood and then you walk in front and then there's a little latch underneath, right? So it doesn't just fly open, like then you have to the latch right. and blah 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 yeah yeah so, so it looked like i knew what it was doing i looked under it not too much rust and i mean i did i did what i could turned it in you know four wheel drive made sure that was working yeah right. listened for anything that's about all i could do and right but we'll yeah. see we'll see um it's yeah. it's exciting and uh i've never had i mean i've had uh two trucks but never a nice truck so this will be cool yeah that one looks sweet yeah does it have um does the hood is is the hood a automatic op- automatic hold open or do you have to do a automatic? Like, um, okay, automatic. so you just push it open and it stays open and you don't have to do yeah. a little latch thing. No, that's no. so nice. I love that about my truck. You just had like <laughs> even the old us like when I first realized that that I didn't have to hold the hood up and put down the little stand to hold it up. Yeah. And I could just whoop and it stays up. I was like, man, that's sweet. You know, that's like, you know, that's purpose built, right? <laughs> because dudes right. like want to work the in the truck, thing. so you just zoop, put it up. Right, it's been so nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did. I did really enjoy. I, I have really enjoyed having my truck, even though it's a. It was like a. Um, 
like fuel injected, electric, everything. It was definitely kind of the top of the line in 89, or at least it was, it wasn't just a straight, like automatic, you know, analog, everything. So, um, there was definitely some stuff that I, that it was still more than I could do, but, but it was definitely the engine compartment is open. Like I've changed the alternator, changed the radiator, you know, I could kind of get in there and do stuff, which is really cool. Cause now most vehicles, the engine compartment is so tight because there's so much stuff. You just can't like, you can't do anything easily. Right. Which is half of the half of the reason why people just take their vehicles to mechanics because they can put it up on the lift and they can do you know it's like yeah it's just they too know all, they have all they have all the specialty tools and yeah, blah, all the blah, plastic blah, shrouds and yeah, blah, 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 right yeah. yeah so there's a lot of that you know I'll just have to I mean okay so there's the two the two great trucks is a truck that's under ten years old like a modern truck right right that yeah. you know that you know is going to be solid. You know, unless you get like a an avalanche or a Colorado or you know one of these mm-hmm. weird offshoots, <laughs> but if you get right. one of the one of the top you know Silverado F one fifty stuff like right. that, you know Dodge Chevy Ford, that, yeah, that they're all done well. That's that. what we do. Or you get an awesome deal on a truck in the woods for yeah. under a thousand dollars. Right, exactly. Those <laughs> are really. I think those are your two offsets of the best truck to have. Right. And even like the F1 that my current truck is, I think I paid 1200 bucks with it for it. And that mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. five years ago or six years ago. You know, it's like <laughs> I did put a, oh. a clutch in it, which might have been a thousand bucks. So I would say in total, I probably have less than three grand for a truck that's lasted me six years. You know, and that's maintenance right. over the years and stuff. Oh. So that's, you know, I'm golden. Like that's, you know, no yeah, car it's, payment. It's, you know, it's, it's so nice. And those are the trucks I've always had. Yeah. So when if I do pull up in my fancy truck. <laughs> and, and you have yours next to it. You're like, huh? Payments, huh? That's, yeah, exactly. That, that's cool. <laughs> and you're like, hmm, engine problems, huh? That's that must suck. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, that's yeah, a trade off. So. But yeah, it, uh, I and that that's a nice looking truck. I I prefer the body style of older um, trucks, but that's good. Like Ford and Dodge, and they all kind of went through this kind of bulbous, oh, rounded the, yeah, phase for a while. And, and the '90s was terrible for trucks. Yeah. Right. They yeah, just exactly. looked horrible. They were had all types of issues. Yeah. Once you hit 2010, they started making them and then making them better and um right. Cuz they were getting beat out by all the other companies. Right, exactly. Um, and I mean, yeah, the other un- unfortunate thing and maybe I don't know, this is something I've always had this idea for and maybe one of the maybe one of these big uh car car companies will be listening to this podcast and they'll take my idea. Um <laughs> <laughs> I want one of the big like truck manufacturers to make an analog, and when I say analog, I mean not like not digital, not electronic, but like an analog, predominantly analog truck, right? So it doesn't have a ton, like maybe fuel injected, maybe like mine, right? So there's like the bare minimum, like you know, electric windows and stuff, things like that, or maybe not, you know, maybe it's just kind of do these like a throwback truck. So it's you have all the modern technologies of what works well, but you have a truck that runs mostly analog, so it's just how the engine runs, right? It doesn't need to have everything run by computers. Yeah. But I think the problems with that is, for one, I don't know if they know how to make them anymore. Obviously, they could. Right. They've gone so far in one direction with their tooling and their plants that this is the thing they make. And two, who knows if regulations would let you do that anymore. Right. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like, uh, everything has been pushed by... 
you know, safety uh, regulations, yeah. which are yeah. good in one thing, but like, and, yeah, that's why a lot of times we, we yeah. think like, why do all these cars look the same? It's like, well, they don't let you do much outside of certain shapes and certain things like, Hey, you need to have this, this, and this, you know, you need this electronic thing to test this. If you're making, you know, it's, it's, uh, things are so tight that way, but I know what right. you mean. That'd be great. Like, uh, yeah, just a simple, simplified version vehicle. Yeah. And, you know, the one that you can sell as, I mean, obviously they have work truck versions of different things as well, but, you know, like just sell it as that kind of, that like cheaper version, right? Because yeah, the, everything is so, you know, when a truck nowadays is like more expensive than an SUV, <laughs> it's like, because it's yeah. bigger and it has all the same exact things. It's just, has, right. it's just all bigger. So it has to be, has to have a powerful, more powerful engine and more powerful, you know, batteries and electronics and all this stuff. It's just more to it because that's what a truck is. But yeah. it, it could also be a, a tool that doesn't need all that stuff. It just needs to carry a load and pull a load. Right. You know, it's like, the, the, the funny so. thing is if they did make that, it would be more expensive yeah, because maybe, it would know, be, not. I, I mean, it shouldn't be, but it's kind yeah, of like, when the they novelty. Make race, it's, it's yeah. like when they make racing versions of whatever car, they strip all the things out of it. Right. You know, there, yeah. there's no AC, there's no second seat. There's like a roll bar and it's like more expensive. They pull everything out of it, but since right. it's like a specialty thing yeah, and they exactly. only, and they only make a thousand of them. But you're saying like make a run like you have the F-150, you have the Ranger and then you have like the call it like the classic or something. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's like it's the bare bones version. Like it doesn't need all the stuff. It doesn't have, you know, it doesn't need to have uh, like LCD screen with backup cameras. It doesn't, you know, I mean, those all help and those all there's reason why they exist. But you could make a version that's more of just like the like the way trucks used to be that they were cheaper right? because they were purpose built. It was more yeah. of a vehicle for a tool rather than just a vehicle because now trucks are just people love them because they're awesome. And then they can also get to <laughs> great gas mileage and all the cameras right. and all the all the novelty and, and all the amenities that you would get in any other vehicle. Yeah. Four doors, a SUV with a, a bed, a small bed attached to it. Like Right. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I know what you mean. But we're also at the point, though, they do make the vehicles bigger. But. Now you you need you kind of need cameras because of the size of the windows, right? <laughs> right. The windows have become smaller and smaller in the name of safety, right? But when again we always talk about like this graph, this intersecting graph of two different <laughs> paths. Right. One is yeah. one is safety, like keeping the most steel and aluminum around you, yeah. And another is big windows, so you can actually see. <laughs> When you're about what to get you're hit doing, yeah, or right. what you're looking yeah, exactly. around, you know, those yeah. oh, the windows are so small now; it's you can barely see anything. So, you they've made a crutch where you need the cameras to even know right. what's outside and around you. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. yeah. What are you but do? but you know, it it is a safety thing. I mean, all most of the trucks I had, I had the full size, um, uh, dot uh. No, it was a Chevy fifteen hundred back. It was like a ninety or something. Remember that one? Remember the tan yep. one I had? Full size yep. bed. Yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. that was just the classic bench seat. Yeah, and right. and yep. and the the window behind you is two inches from your head. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. if anything <laughs> happens, your head's going right through the window. <laughs> it was great. I could see everything. I love a bench seat, man. Like, oh, yeah. it's, it's so great. Uh, but but oh, it's it's so unsafe. 
<laughs> yeah. And what did you have? You had that silver one was a Dodge, wasn't it? That's the one where you like got in an accident and you got a bunch of money for it and they totaled it. No, was that was silver? the no, that was the Chevy. That was the fifteen. Oh, okay. Gotcha. That was the tan okay. one. Yeah. And then I I had nice. a Ranger and I had so maybe just the Ranger and the fifteen hundred. That's might be the right. two trucks okay. I've had. Yeah. Which one was like real loud? I think that was the fifteen hundred. Okay, yes. I'm thinking was was the what color was the Ranger? Blue. Okay. Huh. Um, for some reason, I don't, I don't, I don't like know if a, I had a silver. I don't like think a, I did. Maybe maybe the blue I'm thinking of, or maybe just a combination of both. I don't know. I had, I had, a, a, I had a gray Jeep <clears throat> Cherokee. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. No, no. all sorts of junkers over the years. You gotta love it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just teaches you how to drive and teaches you how to like listen yeah. to things and 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 you know you can recognize problems because they happen more often. You're like, wait, <laughs> the engine sounds weird. Oh, maybe I haven't put enough oil in it recently, or like you know. And all these all, all, all these shitty vehicles is the reason now when I get out to like get the mail, you know, the car's still running. Yeah, I always roll down one window because I don't trust. <laughs> I don't trust electronics on any vehicle. <laughs> you know, you get locked yeah. out once by one of those. You know, by in in like the old Ford Explorer, or whatever. Then right. you never yeah. do it again. <laughs> yes, my my wife's like, it's cold. Actually, she's not there. What am I talking about? But you know, she's like, why do you do that? I'm like, I don't trust. I don't trust it. <laughs> don't Fool trust. me yeah. once. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I know what's trying to do. <laughs> I, I know. Yeah, I'd rather just roll it down, whatever, yeah. let a little cold get in, and and then instead of being the fool with the vehicle running a mile away from my house, because that's how far my mailbox is, you know, yeah. <laughs> having to walk home and right get the other set of keys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's great, mm-hmm. man. My um my uh the window on the back, the back facing window into the you know the one that point looks into the bed of the truck. Um, is is a it just has like a little pl- uh, plastic latch in the middle that holds the two windows together and then it opens up and it might be it's probably uh, maybe eighteen inches wide right so mo- both sides are maybe nine or ten inches so it opens up a decent amount um, that the 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 plastic strip on the inside of one of the panes of glass which is what's attached to the little plastic latch that holds it shut is yeah. not it's not secured to the glass. So it, it's like mm-hmm. it sits on it fine because it wraps around it and there's a there's a pressure fit, but you can kind of just pull it off. Like so, technically anyone could just jump in the back of my truck, which is fine because I'd never have anything in there that <laughs> I wouldn't mind someone stealing, and then I get insurance <laughs> money for it. But what are you gonna do? Right. Um, right. <laughs> but uh, but that saved me a couple times when I have locked my keys in the truck, <laughs> like on the road somewhere in the city, oh, like yeah. on the side of the road, and I I realize I lock I close the door and it's like oh no I just locked the keys. Just hop in the bed of the truck, open up the window, and climb in the back window. I'm like, I'm like, I just try to always try to do it real quick. I'm like, I hope no one's seeing me do this. Like, yeah. dive in. I'm like, claw all through, and then I open up the door, and then I like got the keys and stuff. Well, that now that's uh, one thing that's gotten a lot smaller. That back window. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, that was one thing like I couldn't find when I was looking for the switches. It's like, how's uh, this back window open? He he pointed up towards the uh, the glasses holder. It's an electric. Uh, Nice. Back window opener. I was like, oh boy. <laughs> up and down or like left to right open? Uh, left to right. Okay. Nice. Yeah. That's sweet. But yeah, so, you know, that's, uh, I guess this was our version of our, of car talk. 
Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> what we've been up to this week. <laughs> we both like You're truck right. stuff. <laughs> I have a, I have a fun story. So I was, uh, so we're working on the Smithy. Um, and let's see, how do I, let's tell it this way. Okay. So I have been recently, I've been carrying a different pocket knife because I have missed, I misplaced my Skeletal, my Leatherman, which I always wear. Um, and I haven't been able to find it since we were, we were working on the Smithy build, which was a couple weeks ago. I've looked over the place, all over the place. I looked in all the different jackets and things I was wearing throughout the build. Um, I, I looked in my truck. I looked like all over. I, I thought maybe it was maybe buried underneath the stone. Like maybe it mm. fell off my pocket and was buried under the stone when, um, <laughs> you know, when we poured the stone. So I was like, ah, whatever. I even, I even went as far as to hey, like, wait, look. Sorry. Sorry. Didn't we, did we talk about that? Didn't we, we talked about this last week. We did. But we didn't know. I did, we didn't know what happened last time. Right. Last time I was thinking you buried in the stone because you were uh, vigorously shoveling the stone <laughs> in by yourself. Right. So right, okay. Right. right. So I've been looking all over the place. I looked in the shop. Still haven't been able to find it. So I've been I've been carrying this other knife, which is this little. Um, it's a plastic red handle. It's the knife is from the company frost, which actually makes pretty decent knives. It's not the greatest knife, but I do like it because the red plastic handle is a pretty good shaped handle, but, and I know that I could, and it's, you know, stainless steel, so I could wear it anywhere, drop it in the water. I don't worry about it. You know, it's kind of a nice boat knife actually. Um, was that one of the stocking gift knife? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That little yeah. red handled one. It's cool. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. I know that. I know that yeah. one. I did. I did tune it up a little bit because it was a little like loose. So I went downstairs and kind of trimmed, you know, tightened up some stuff mm-hmm. and oiled it, and so I got it working nice. So the other night, Tuesday night, uh, I go sailing. So sailing season started up this week. I sail on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Tuesday night I sail with a, a friend of mine on his boat, and then on Wednesday nights we sail on our boat, which is myself, my brother Drew, and our friend Charles. We own the boat together. It so, means we 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 never get to shoot during the summer on, and Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Tuesday night, I go sailing. I take that knife. It's on my pocket. It's fine. Uh, we're in the truck, and we're actually heading. Af- you know, afterward, I was heading over to um, a kind of local bar that's right down the street that we usually go to right after sailing. And and with me was one of the girls that I sail with. Um, she just asked if I could drive her over because her husband was already over there with their dog and stuff. So it's you know it would take half an hour to walk and three minutes to drive. Right. So we just drive over. Um, and at one point I reached in my pocket to grab my phone and I, and I, and I, as I was pulling my phone out of my right pocket, my phone caught on the knife and it fell off my pocket. And so I like reached down and thought it might be right next to me, but it was down in the space between the center console and my seat. Mm. So it's dark and it's night. So I'm not worried about it. You know, it's no big deal. I don't need to find it right away. So, when you start, comes, digging, you, you start digging around, she thinks you're getting handsy. I know, right? He's like, hey, girl. <laughs> She's like, hey, what, what are we doing? <laughs> you're taking me to my husband. <laughs> He's um, not here yet. <laughs> he sails on a different crew, <laughs> which he does. <laughs> but um, so we drive over. Um, the next The next day, I'm getting ready to go sailing on Wednesday night. And I was driving. Uh, my, my buddy Sean and I, we carpool. Um, and so... He was going to drive, so I was getting all my stuff, and I was like, oh, where's that knife? And I was like, oh, that's right. Last night, I dropped it. So I went into the truck. I, like, lean in. I see it. I reach down and grab it, pull it up. I go to, like, shut the door, and I had this thought. Like, <laughs> I wonder 
So I like lean in, I look even further and I like lean all the way over the seat and I look down in there and then down in there, tucked down in is my skeletal. <laughs> down next to the seat of the truck. I was like, yes, I grabbed it. I pull it out and like standing next to my truck, holding it up in the air. Like, ah, dun, 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 yeah. dun. it's amazing how like connected and like attached to this thing. I've been all these years. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, I think it's been since like 2008 or nine. That was when I first got maybe not this exact one, but it's when I first got a skeletal and then, you know, having that, Knife, yeah. pliers, screwdriver, you know, flat head and Phillips head bottle opener. And those <laughs> those really are the best EDCs. I mean, right. like there's all this like, you know, you can make a real nice one and a small knife and you can make one. But these well-made manufactured leather mins or skeletals, whatever right. you want to. What, yep. Yeah, those yeah, are those are yeah. those are great. I mean, you cannot make your own plier, screwdriver, knife like on its own yeah that's so right exactly yeah like by yourself right yeah and i mean everything is stainless and you know it's right it's to worry about it getting wet or dirty or you know and for like the the skeletal the leatherman skeletal brand new is only like 65 bucks you know so right like if i do lose it it's not the end of the world you know it's you know it's not nothing but it's not that that was always uh that was always a mainstay on like um uh, on shoots and sets and stuff and and, yeah. and people always always skeletals because you can grab things you can tighten things up you can right. uh, grab hot lights with the pliers you uh, know what i mean yeah. move stuff yep. move move barn doors and stuff without burning the shit out of your hand um, yeah right exactly yeah and so, I, I always like this yeah. one too because and I, and leatherman's done a bunch more like this but it has the uh the blade on the outside so you can still mm-hmm. pull it out of your pocket and open it with one hand like mm-hmm. you would a normal pocket knife. So it's not inside the folded part, which their original designs were. So you like open it up, the pliers are in there, and the knife, everything's inside. Now, with this one, and, and the, the, the skeletal is kind of like the bare minimum because it only does have the knife and the pliers and then, you know, the, the kind of little interchangeable uh, Phillips head and flathead bits. That's it, man. That's, that's perfect, though. That's really yeah. what you need. And, and if you need more than that, you should have better tools for the job. Right, exactly. But yeah. like a screwdriver, pliers, or a knife is kind of the only things you'll need like... In a pinch. That, yeah, that, that's like 90% of situations you're in. Right, yeah. And the other, the, other, the other 10, you should just bring whatever proper tools you need. Right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I know there's like... They, they do have some specific ones that are, that like are more purpose-built for different jobs, right? They, they have their like linesman's one, which are rubber insulated so people can do it if they're doing electric they've got the ones that are designed for military that have like specific tools in them that you might need to work on guns and that makes more sense right if if you're going to be doing something that's more purpose-built like that but right i like it because it's it's the tools that i always might need in a pinch right a pair of pliers a screwdriver and a knife like those are the things that i need and a bottle opener of course <laughs> open up some beers and it's right. like the edge of it there's a little space at the end so it actually works really well for prying open like paint cans as well i don't have to use the blade i can use the end of the knife you know or the yeah. end of the uh the end of the the handle whatever it works really well and all sorts of stuff it's good and actually for this this one specifically uh, a couple of years ago there's like one uh spot that's maybe three inches long let's see it's one it's actually like two and a half inches long but it's it's the only kind of long flat spot on the the whole thing, the Leatherman. And so a couple of years ago, I actually made some marks on it. I measured out 
as many quarter inches as I could put in that space. And then I scratched them in with a, like an awl or something. So I have scratches mm. that are, that are just a bunch of quarter inches in a row. So I have like two and a half inches that are divided up by quarter inch. So if I need to measure a, a small screw or something or something small, right, I have, right, right. I have that. So it has a little ruler on it too, which has come in handy a couple of times. So. Yeah, that's, that's sweet. It, isn't there a saying, I think I've heard it, or if, if I'm making it up, I'll take credit. And I will say it at the start of the next podcast. Um, <laughs> the, the, quote. <laughs> can you guess who that is? That was me last week. Now, like, <laughs> it, it might be some item, but it's the best knife in the world is the one you have on you. Yeah. 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 Isn't that isn't that the saying? It is. Yeah. It's like, yeah, right. It's the best. The best tool is the one that you own or something like that. It's like, yeah, that, yeah right. It is, yeah. Right. Right. In this. In the, yeah. And that's like in that situation, the. The best tool for the situation is the one that you have, because that's the right. one that you have. Like that's the best <laughs> right. one. <laughs> right. But e- I think even yeah. more so for the knife, because it's if anyone has any knife, right? If if it's if it's the plastic five dollar Walmart knife, and you're the only one in the group of people, you're still a hero. Yeah, exactly. Because you you, yeah. ha- you have the thing we need to cut open the scissors or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Who's got a knife? And you like pull it off. I've got the mm-hmm. knife. <laughs> yes, yeah, I do. I know there have been a few times within this last like three or four weeks that I haven't had it that Nicole. I mean, Nicole always asks me for my knife because she's always wants it to cut open stuff, you know, box and stuff. Other people we've been at like get-togethers and it's like anybody have a knife? I'm like, no. No. I don't have a knife with me right now. And I was you know, I even, like I said, I, I was wearing different knives and stuff just because I, you know, I'm a knife guy, so I have a bunch of different folding knives and stuff that I've collected yeah. over the years, and none of them are expensive. Like, I have an open L, which is just a cool f- knife to have. I've got a couple knives that people have given me, and um, but, yeah. No, this one, I was just so excited when I found it. I came in the house, and, like, my, Nicole wasn't home yet, but Corinne was here, and I, like, ran in the house holding my hand up and holding it like look look Corinne, look what i found i found my skeleton i'm so excited come family i have something to announce <laughs> exactly if anyone needs anything cut open or pinched hard or screwed in i'm pinched ready hard. now <laughs> oh, oh man, so nice yeah good times yeah i i got out of the habit i i was wearing a knife for a while but then i working so many sporting events yeah. they'll take it from you so i just yep. can't i every day i go into work they i go through a a metal detector right yeah and i um actually working as a teacher um and working in a school so i i worked in the main office for a bunch of years before i started teaching um and i i wouldn't wear it you know it like i always brought i always had it because i always helped with facilities stuff because i'm a you know a a diy minded person so i'd be like oh what about this what about this or you know so i always had it like in my bag um but i yeah i had to stop wearing it because i was in a school you know you're not supposed to have a knife at all but now i'm the architecture teacher so we're always using tools and there's you know and we have exacto knives and we have pliers and we have all this stuff and you know we need tools all the time so I felt justified to wear it again. So like I just wear it and, and everyone knows that I always have it on it. Like other teachers will ask me for it. The admin will ask me to be like, Hey, can I borrow your pliers real quick? You know? And that's what I always tell students. They're like, what's that? And I'm like, it's pliers. And I open it up and I like unfold it and I show them that it's pliers. You know, I'm like, <laughs> they're like, that has a knife on it too. I'm like, well, you know, it does what it does. <laughs> it's my tool. I'm the architecture teacher. I can have a tool. <laughs> yeah, right. But we yeah. also have uh, drills and saws and stuff, too. Exactly. So. Right. Yeah. I've Yeah. I've got, and I have like, you know, Stanley, you know, uh, 
razor knives and exacto knives and all sorts of stuff in, my, in, in the <laughs> right. in the architecture lab. So me having Fo- a Leatherman on my pocket is probably, you know, right. probably actually making it a little more safer in the room. <laughs> if I was gonna go on a rampage, uh, a uh, Leatherman wasn't wouldn't be the one I the, the tool I choose in in the in the place. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We got like T squares. You know, those are like. Uh, Minecraft axes. Oh, my. <laughs> yes, those are deadly. I know, right? Yeah, you definitely do some more harm with that than you can do with my little like three-inch blade on my uh, Leatherman. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, um, so our uh, our theme, which we'll get to, and we'll talk about a little bit too. Um, our theme today, and I kind of I kind of like this format, Dev, where we like we like talk for half the podcast on whatever our whatever we're talking about, you know, and then kind of get into the theme and talk about that too. I I think it's, to me, I feel like it gives the listeners a little bit something different. You know, it's like, it's not all just about making, I mean, usually we end up the, the, the uh, quote ends up having something to do with that. Right. So we're, that's where our mindset is, but I think it's nice also like just bring people along with our lives. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe, Um, you know, this is, this is all we can do. So that, that, you know, that's just what you get. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. You get a little bit of, you get a little bit of shop talk and a little bit of bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's all the best, all the best, all the best podcasts. That's what I like about them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So uh, we, we always, we do always obviously think about it. Uh, Yeah. A theme or something. And so this week, um, my, so I was thinking, what about um, combining different skills and more skills you have, you can combine those different skills into projects. And so, you know, if if like I started out with, I would say, predominantly like a woodworking mindset when I started making things, um, you know, kind of doing woodworking in college and making some stuff that was, that was interesting to me. I did some wood stuff and then. You know, I, I got interested in doing knives, right? So then a knife, knives are metalworking, but it's also handles. So then it's a combination of wood and metal. And then if you have a knife, you know, you need a sheath, depending on the type of knife. You know, so then, then I have leather work, you know. So then it's like leather and wood and metal. Um, and I just thought that was kind of cool. The more, you know, the more skills you learn, you can start putting those skills together and building more elaborate things. Um, which I think is kind of has been my mindset as a maker for a long time. It's like, what do I need to learn? So that way I can do anything I want to do. I can make anything I want to make within reason, right? I'm not going to put together a computer, um, because doing electrical and circuitry and, you know, programming, that's, that's not, it doesn't interest me, but I can, you know, figure out how to, uh, you know, work with wood, right? So I can, I can take it apart. I can shape it. I can put it back together with glue. I can, you know, use the tools, um, with, so, you know, I can work wood if, if it's metal, you know, I can shape it to what I want to do it. I can grind it. Um, now that I have a welder and I've welded one time, I can weld, (laughs) (laughs) but that was, that was like one of the bigger hurdles, you know, and when I, when I was doing knife making, it was like, okay, well, I want to make a sheath. So let me look up some tutorials and figure out how to do leather. Um, one thing I haven't done is Kydex. I'd like to learn some Kydex. I actually have a piece of Kydex to do it. And, you know, it's just, it's not that I'm, I'm intimidated. It's just when you, the other thing about having these different skill sets and these different, uh, types of knowledge to do things is that there are tools that go along with them. So, 
if mm. I want to learn how to do Kydex, right, then I have to have something to warm up the Kydex. So Kydex is a, is a synthetic material that you can warm up and shape around to make a sheath. Um, and right. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, I was going to say, right, that's the whole idea is starting your next first project. It's this constant um, expansion of ideas and learning. And right. I am now, I'm, I'm going to quote our, actually myself, <laughs> it, actually, I didn't even Maybe. think, of, I, I didn't think <laughs> about this until, no, this, this one's me. <laughs> I, I, I posted something on, um, we talked about them before, Everyday Astronaut, they do the, this guy, he explains things and he explains all this uh, SpaceX stuff and, and all this preparation to go to the moon and Mars and really like his channel. He does live streams of, um, yeah, it's awesome. Starship. Um, but I left a comment, which is the top comment on their video. Um, <laughs> he's talking about why do, um, the starships turn at the last second so close to the ground. So why do they belly flop all these things? And he goes into a real deep dive. And the other craftsmanship said, great deep dive. Like every great pursuit, the more you learn, the more exciting it is. Ah, nice. That that was my comment, which just happened to <laughs> correspond with our thing today. Right. right. <laughs> like like a great, the, the more you learn, the more you get into it, the more excited you are. I mean, Found that could it. just, that, that, that could go for any base thing. Like if you don't yeah. know the rules of American football, you're not going to be excited about it. But if I sit you down for 10 minutes, if it's a European or someone listens to this and I explain it to you, I guarantee the next time you watch football, you're, you're going to like it a lot it. more. Yeah, absolutely. Right, and exactly. And you see, yeah, oh, you this, is, th yep. this is why people are cheering. Oh, I know what I'm looking for. Or it's the same thing with a game you want to gamble on. You're not excited at the slots necessarily because you don't know. You kind of know what you're waiting for, but, you know, there's like 10 different lines and you just pull it and hope something rings. <laughs> but yeah, right. you're 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 excited at poker and blackjack if you know the game because you know what you're waiting for and there's the tension that builds. Right. It's it's not exactly doesn't correspond, but it's the the more you know about it, the more exciting it is, and so right. that also leads you into learning the next steps and phase of whatever you're you're interested in. Right, and I think that's one of those mindsets that a lot of makers have, where you start thinking about something and you're like. Oh, that's kind of interesting. And then you do, you, you, you go down the rabbit hole, right? You start looking at things, you start Googling it and you're getting more and more in depth. And then you get, you become part of a forum and you're like, and you watch gets, 10, 10 YouTube videos on it. <laughs> exactly. Right. And then you're like, okay, well now I know this part about it, but now there's this other part that's within that. And now I want to learn about that part, you know, like, like, let's say, um, with yeah, there's knife making, right? You have basic steels, handle material, blah, 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 right? Okay, well, then maybe you want to get into, like, stabilizing, and then you figure out what that means for handle material. Or you want to get into, like, mm -hmm. mosaic pins, and what does that mean? How do you – you can buy them, but could I make my own? Oh, can I? Oh, yeah, I can buy all this stuff to make my own. Or, okay, now I have this one type of steel, this mono steel. What if I, what if I want to combine it with other steels and make patterns and get into Damascus? And, like, it's right. – yeah, exactly. You just go down the rabbit hole of what is the next, like – the next turn in the adventure that will take you further into that thing that you love. Right. Um, and and, we're, and you, having the appropriate tools to do that too. Right. Okay. Well, if I want to do this, right. I've done this other thing. I know I'm interested in it. Now I want to do this part, like the Kydex. If I want to do Kydex, I have to get a press. I have to get the foam pieces and I have to get a press that actually squeezes it all down and shapes mm -hmm. it around the knife. 
and I don't have that, so I can't do Kydex yet. I mean, now I could, I could warm it and kind of do it by hand. It can be done, but it's, it, what's the point? You know, like I don't want to do something that looks shitty just to do it. You know, right. if if I'm gonna do it, I want it to look right. And and how much do I have to spend to make it look right? And I think that <laughs> is where a lot of people get into making their own stuff, making your right. own grinders, and making your own whatever. You know, making your own. I think what Breadbeard Ops looks like he's might he might be doing a. Uh, a home built heat treating oven. He's been posting some stuff on Instagram with like oh, ceramic nice. bricks and coils and stuff. I'm like, I think he's building his own heat treat oven. So pretty cool. We should we should do it uh, next April Fools and and do like a long video of you doing it and then just plop a toaster oven down <laughs> on the on the table at the end and be like, there you go. <laughs> Done. I set it exactly to the temperature I want for as long as here you go. Turn it to two hours. <laughs> Works perfectly. <laughs> I'm trying to think about that. Yeah, we talked to uh, was it Justin Dietrich about his? Did he, I think oh, was it Justin? No, Redbeard Ops. Yeah, it was uh, James Keaton. You know, when we had him on the podcast, we talked about how funny would it would be to to do a video of all like the worst things for knife making, and he made mm-hmm. that video on on uh, April first, April Fool's Day. He made that like oh nice. This is, <laughs> did you see that? I I, I uh, don't think so. I I kind of avoid so videos funny. around then because yeah. they're all bullshit. <laughs> His is <laughs> they're so, funny. It's so funny though. It's no, so yeah, no. It, but you know, th- yeah. they're funny. But it's also everyone pulling jokes. Like, hey, yeah. it's either I'm I'm quitting or it's I'm yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> all right, I'm just gonna pass on this one and watch some Netflix. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, but no, it's funny. <laughs> he he sent me a message the the night before he put it out. He was like, he's like, hey. Remember we talked about that uh, that April Fool's video? He's like, I did it. It's coming out tomorrow. I was like, yeah, I'm so oh, excited. It's going to be great. Yeah, so damn, he gave me the heads yeah, up. Okay. Now I have to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was cool. It was, oh, it was so, so good. So funny. And it was, it was funny because, you know, 99% of the people who watched it understood right away. After the first, like, two minutes or something, you understand. Because he's the right. first thing he does, he talks about the steel. He's like... I've ordered the the super steel and, and it's like ten digits long. He's like eighty twenty seven seven VX five four nine seven. He's like has a three year wait on it and done all this stuff and it's a super, nothing's better. As soon as he said that, I was like, oh, here we go. I mean, I I knew it was coming, <laughs> but it was I was just starting to laugh the whole time, just cracking up and just waiting for people to comment and be like, this is the worst video ever. Why would you do this? But I think everybody, I think everybody. <laughs> well, got then everyone, it. yeah, then they they laugh at you like, okay, dude. Yeah, no, you, you don't get really the good. joke. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's um, we're we're also thinking about doing um, a table, a a, a wine mm-hmm. barrel with a top on it. Right. That's that's glass because um, it, it's for the in laws. They want to uh, get Dustin to do it. Um, my in laws. Um, because they always know. I'm like, look, if you ever have, have any ideas. Yeah, if you want we get, made, let us know. We got we got the guy for you, and I'll make a video. So yeah, she right. knows every time she brings like an interesting idea, she's like, "Maybe you could do a video on it." I'm like, "Yeah, probably." <laughs> so so they have a cool uh, just a wine barrel. I think it's a, a Coppola barrel. You know, Francis Ford Coppola has his, his winery in California, oh, right. so yeah. they, they kind of like the the stamp on the top. So they were thinking, um, how, how can we? We still want to see the stamp, and we want to put it in our outdoor patio area. So, she's like, "Could we do glass on the top, and the, but with a still uh, a uh, a wood edge on it?" So right. that's 
combining a couple things. Right, exactly. And, yeah, and figuring out. Yeah, right. yeah. And once you start messing with glass cutting, or maybe we can already get the uh, circle cut out. But it's right, it's yeah. yeah. That's that's one thing. Once you figure out, can I can I cut glass myself, or should I just buy it? Right. Like, what, what do we do here? Yeah, yeah. And cutting glass in a circle too. That's different. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because obviously glass is going to break um, straight as much as possible. You can score and and break glass pretty easily with a glass cutting tool. It's not super difficult, but cutting with thicker glass and you can do kind of curves in glass. It will do it, but it's not super easy and doing like a big circle and making it even. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking like we could basically cut a, like a 70 sided, you know, circle, (laughs) right. With lots of straight cuts. And then, but then, then we got to like, then we'd have to grind. Yeah. It would just be glass dust. Yeah, exactly. So, but I mean, it can be done. We just might have to do a little bit, you know, more thinking about the most ideal way. But I do like the idea I'm, of of that challenge. Like, how do you? And and she wanted um, like a bigger top than just the top of the wine barrel as the top of the table. Correct? They want like right, a ta- just a just a table. little bit. Uh, yeah, a few inches on the side. Right. And so, yeah, I mean, I think that's something that could be done. Like, I thought about it, and I think, okay, well, if we make if we make a big ring of wood, say you cut out a you know a ring of something, or we do something nice, and, and then it's like um, that ring can sit basically right tight over the top of the the barrel so it's supported all the way around maybe some metal brackets or something to hold that ring that has a hole in the middle that shows the top and then that'll support the glass and then we could have do a lip on it or something too so right or we just or we just use the top of the barrel as the support for the wood and the glass is a little bit tighter right you know it's a smaller dimension circle and we just uh Maybe just order, find a glass supplier and order. Right, order. Hey, a circle, we need a we need a two foot circle. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah exactly. That's that's when you have to balance that out, right? What what you can do, what you should do, <laughs> and and what's not <laughs> worth your time. You know, like um, one of the reasons why I was thinking about this as a topic is because I um, I've been working on drawing out some ideas for different projects and and what I do is I have a I have a sketchbook that I keep a list of ideas in the front of and then when I have an idea that I want to be able to see before I make it I'll draw a picture of that idea right so I'll I'll put a reference number next to my um my list of ideas so it'll be a whole bunch of ideas some of them I I don't need to draw a picture of because I know what it looks like and I know it's something I can do like uh as an example (laughs) like exactly right yeah or or like um like a tool restoration right i don't need to draw out what the tool looks like because i know what i'm going to do i'm going to clean it i'm going to take everything off i'm going to put it all back together right but if i want to build something and i want to see how the joints work or i need to i gotta visualize it so then i will you know halfway down the page will be like a number one you know reference number one and then you flip to page one past the list and that'll be the drawing of that or more or more sketches or something about it so I was trying to think of like a way to organize my thoughts for the um for the channel because over the like pretty much since we started it was just this is our next project. It's kind of a list a list of projects in my head and I still do but at least now you know within the last I would say 8 months or so um 9 months I've been keeping the actual sketchbook with ideas in it so I have a specific thing. And so I was working on this the other day. I was uh I was proctoring the SATs at my school and 
you're not supposed to play on your phone. You're not supposed to be working on a computer as a proctor. You're supposed to pretty much just be paying attention to the students. And so because we have, uh, because it's, you know, COVID, every, all the tables are super far apart. Everyone has a screen, you know, each student, the students are all 20 feet apart. Cause I was actually proctoring our students in our, in our cafeteria and I had eight students in the room and they're all super far apart. So I don't have to like really worry about, they can't cheat. Like <laughs> no one can see the, what's going on next to them. So they're all far enough apart. And so I was just drawing in my sketchbook. I had that there. I figured I'm not going to play on my phone. I'm not going to use a computer. I'm not going to bring, sit here and do work. I have to pay attention. So the least I can do is just have something to draw with in front of me so I don't just have to sit here and stare at the kids the whole time. Right, um, yeah. Which that I was never... doing anyway. You know, it's like kind of look up, look down, look up, look down. You know, I was still monitoring yeah. them. But um, So I worked on three different drawings, and one is a campaign stool, which is the collapsible tripod stool. So it's like three legs. They have an attachment point in the middle of each leg, and so that way when it opens up, you have a, a triangle piece of leather at the top that the legs fit into each corner and then the legs come down they all cross in the middle and go down at the bottom so it was like that's a i was thinking about like that's kind of a cool project it does a few things it does woodworking because i got to mm-hmm. make the legs and shape them it does leather work because we have to make the seat up top and then i was thinking i was like well how's that connection work and i was kind of like doing it with my hands you know this is before i started drawing it like putting my fingers together and being like, okay, if these bend this way, like how do those two, how do all three legs splay out evenly in, you know, an even triangular direction? And I started thinking about what type of connection that be. I was like, do you have a, a single rod that goes through two um, of the legs that's curved and then you have something going out to the third leg? And so I'm like thinking about how I could do this. Um, and then, of course, you know, it's like, well, I'll just Google it. <laughs> like, I just Googled the, like a tripod stool, and so I found the right one, and then I realized it was called a campaign stool because it's something that's been around for quite a while. Right. So I was thinking of that, and then I was like, well, let me think about, you know, I kind of saw a few pictures of different people's hardware, so then I Googled campaign stool hardware and found a couple different cool versions of how to, how to make that piece of hardware in the middle that holds all three legs mm. together, and then they can all s- rotate and splay out evenly. Um. And there's a few different ways, and I had a few different ideas in my head that I could do it on my own as well. But then, but I was kind of like confirmed by one of the ideas that I saw, which is maybe not the best idea, but it's the one that I think can be done easiest, and also other people can do it easy. Because that's the difference, too. When, like, for us, at least for me, when I'm thinking about making a video, I try to do it in a way that it's accessible to other people. Like, you don't need a welder to make this custom you know, component in the middle. Right. So what it is, you have, you have a hex nut, right? A normal nut that has six sides. So you have three sides that are evenly spaced apart in three directions and you drill a hole and you tap a hole in three of the, three of the six sides. And then you can screw into that nut in three directions. And so you have the flux capacitor. (laughs) <laughs> from, you know the yeah. three prong thing yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> how how big's the nut uh you know it's small probably um i mean maybe a uh, half inch one or something so not tiny but big enough that mm-hmm. that you can put in maybe maybe it's even bigger it, it needs to be you know i'd say the kind of what i saw for about what a standard looked like was maybe an inch and a half to inch and three quarters for each leg mm-hmm. you know so the legs are kind of are strong enough to hold your weight um, and then you have to have something that's going through them. So what I, what I saw, this is kind of, I saw a DIY 
thing online. I kind of saw what they did and I redrew it out. They had, um, uh, bolts, you know, threaded bolts that weren't threaded all the way to the end, right? You know how you have some bolts that are, they're only threaded like the first two inches. And then there's just like a, a blank shank that goes at to a, to a hex nut at the end. Um, so if you can get the right length one, then that, then that, like that part of the shaft that's not threaded will goes through the leg. Now you could put a threaded rod through the leg, but then as you're sitting on it and you're moving your weight around that, those threads are going to be eating the in eating away the inside of each of those holes that goes through the leg. So yeah, but then you just screw in each side and, and you have these three bolts that come in from each direction and each, each bolt goes through a leg. And then as that bolt turns, the legs splay out evenly. Now, will this video do better or worse than our last stool video? Oh, <laughs> I was thinking it could be a challenge. Like it could be an hour challenge or like a, it could be a, how long will no. this take? <laughs> Cause you know, if like, if I can, yeah, but you couldn't, I mean, you, you just got the other one done in an hour and that was just cutting out the wood. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, it's, it would be, it would be that, that'd be like a one day build <laughs> tested challenge. You'd yeah. need all day. Right. No, but yeah, I, th I just thought that'd be fun because it is combining all three things, right? And when when we do, um, when we post YouTube videos, when we post our videos to YouTube, you go through, we put in the description, we do all the stuff, we put in the thumbnail, we upload the video, and then we put in tags. And so just like with Instagram, you know, the tags bring people in who aren't finding your channel from searching your name. They're searching for a theme. And yeah. with that, you know, I can do metal work, leather work, woodwork, you know, it can have more tags because it has multiple things. True. But, but yeah, I just yeah, thought hey. that'd be a fun project, you know, like doing three different things all in one project. It'd be kind of cool. Yeah, no, I agree. It's, uh, we don't try to follow trends. We just try to do what interests us, what we yeah. think is fun. Yeah. That's all you can do. There's yeah, a, exactly. we have a lot of videos yeah. that are on the, on the, I'd say the bottom 25% of views compared to the rest of ours that are some of my favorites. So, you know, what are you right, going to do? Yeah. But... yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think, I think that is the recipe for success. Mo sometimes with YouTube, you know, <laughs> who knows what the recipes for success is. It's just, but I think the people who are doing well or consistently doing well are, are the people who are, who are uploading consistently and they're doing that because they enjoy what they're doing and they have the time to do it, you know? So, it doesn't really matter what your thing is, what your theme of your channel is, because there are so many different channels and so many different things. I mean, there are people who have millions of subscribers who only do video games. There are people who have millions of subscribers who make stuff. People who have millions of subscribers who are just music channels. Like, people are going to search out you for any reason. It's the people who are consistently putting stuff up. The viewers can rely on you to put stuff up, and then you're doing something that interests people and doing it in a way that, that looks interesting, I think. Yeah, no, I, I agree. So, yeah. Um, and, you know, like I said, I mean, you know, we obviously know that we, there are definitely some videos that we that do better. And so we revisit those videos and we do, you know, themes and topics on those type of things all the time, like knife making and axes and and whatever else people, you know, yeah. like to like. Who knows? But you know, and I was thinking, actually, uh, so we put out our our most recent video, which is the update on the fire pit. Yeah. Um, and, and that one, you know, it's, it's not doing great, but it's fine. I mean, it does have, as of right now, it has 4,125 views on it. Um, mm -hmm. 
and that's after was it four days um i just think back to like when our maybe it was the osage bow video that that did really well really fast and i remember the first day it had um it had like just under four thousand just under five thousand views and that was awesome and then the second day it had another five thousand views and then the third day it had 20,000 total right so it had like it was two days of 5,000 views each and then on the third day then it, it started to grow right because then it was 10,000 views on the third day and then 10,000 views on the fourth day and then 20 you know it was like it was yeah. take picking up speed well this one you know it's like a couple of days in it already had three or four thousand views and back then that would have been like crazy you know if like one of our videos <laughs> in the first couple of days had that many views now right. the you know that that also happens because now we have more subscribers. So when we have a small a smaller video like this that doesn't do great, we know we have this kind of subscriber base that will watch it, and you know the channel has enough following now and enough kind of um, uh, steam to keep going and and you know and YouTube recognizes that and pushes our channel and stuff. So even for those videos, they'll still they'll still be there and they'll still sit there and have take views and stuff and do what we want them to do, but. Yeah, yeah, you know, I I appreciate any, you know, we put out a video and there's going to be thousands of views on it, and and I don't, I don't forget that that's a good thing ever, right. you know, it, that's yeah. that's definitely a solid thing, and it's nice because we know those people watching it, even if it's a couple thousand, those are the people who really like the channel, and everyone responded really well saying yes we definitely do want more like update videos right yeah so yep. even if it wasn't you know even if you don't get a hundred thousand views on something but the main people who do watch it go yeah we like this right and we yeah. keep making those and those, it only takes a day to shoot that so yeah right that's no problem if we shoot you know for a month seven different shoot days and something only gets a a couple hundred views then we right, might rethink then, it but stuff yeah, like exactly stuff yeah stuff like this we know we can do and it just just uh keep putting out stuff that we right uh we'd like to do and at the end of that video i really had fun because it was just silent dustin building a fire yeah so if yeah. you want to see dustin build a fire with some nice music over it that's uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> right. and and i had to sneak in because i halfway through i had switched over the camera to another mode um, to shoot some slow motion stuff and then ah, it changed right. and something switched. So then I shot a couple shots in 1080 full HD instead of, uh, ah. 4k. And I was like, ah, and then even a couple, um, outros we recorded that. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, sorry, Dust, we got to do it again. <laughs> and actually it was getting so dark that we really couldn't see him anyway. So we, we needed a light yeah. to finish it. So I was like, we'll do it. We'll start with a light. We'll do them again. Um, but I did sneak one of those photos in, one of those uh, those clips in. The 1080 and clips? Yeah, 1080 yeah. clips. And you really, I, I, I could barely tell. And so right. I was like, that. Yeah. And it, it's so dark, too. So once it gets dark, people uh, start to accept a lesser quality, you know? Right, yeah, you're not, because you, you can't see anything. You can't see everything. Right, anyway. you can't, you know it's going to be some grain, even in the best, you know, videos and channels. Right. And yeah, once yeah. it gets dark, you know you're going to get some some uh, grain and pixelates uh pixel whatever yeah <laughs> you're gonna get, it's not gonna be the best quality so. yeah right yeah. right 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 <laughs> but uh yeah i snuck one of those in um yeah so that 
uh, I, I have a segment if we want to move on. If you have anything else to say on this, I, I want to start a new segment. Segment, I'll tell you about it. Yeah, um, the only thing is I, I did want to say I've, I'm working on um, the three drawings that I was working on all related because they all have leather in them. Um, and I started drawing out the stacked leather handle for the knife that I'd like to do in the you know upcoming video. And it was fun. Like, I could have not, I could have just kind of drawn the shape of the handle and said, you know, all this area will be stacked leather. But I actually drew in all the lines, you know, kind of appropriately spaced and then shaded them because there's just something really nice about completing a drawing that then relates to an idea. And that, you know, so that was kind of fun too. So if you're, mm. I would say that to the listeners, you know, if, if you haven't ever kind of done like a drawing out of what you want to do, try to try to do it because it, it helps you work through, at least it helps me work through the process of how things go together in my head if I have to try to find out a way to draw it. Now, I'm an artist, and so I'm inclined to draw anyway, but it still helps me to figure out how something's going to go together. And I think, you know, some people do that digitally, you know, they can figure out, or some people just look up stuff, which is fine too. One of the things that I needed to work out in the other project that I worked on a drawing of was this, uh, the um, axe leather, the leather axe carrying strap system thing that I want to do for my daughter's hatchet that we're working on. And I was thinking about, okay, well, how do I want to connect this? How do I want to connect, you know, make the leather mask and then connect a strap to that mask that then goes up over her shoulder. And I know like the one side will go up and have a little um, clasp that goes around to hold the axe handle. So that way the, the head is low and the handle is coming up and it's held on to one strap. The other side comes around and I was like, well, how do I want the, the um, adjustment connection to work? How, how does that work? You know, how do I have it so it's adjustable in length? You know, there's like a normal belt version where you have a, a clip and, you know, and different holes and stuff that you could do. And I was thinking about that and I was like, oh, it's not really what I want. It's not what's in my head. And I was looking up some pictures and then I realized that, you know, you have that kind of that slidable um, clasp. It's like a belt buckle where you have, if you imagine a rec, uh, like a rectangle with a, a line in the middle, right? So you have, it's three um, three, say vertical lines and, and then a top and a bottom horizontal line. Mm -hmm. And that's, so that middle, that middle piece is where you have a permanent strap is attached to that. And then it loops back down around and then it goes up through one side and back down the other side. And that gives you that sliding adjustment on a leather strap. Um, if you guys can visualize what I'm trying to say. But I did a drawing of that, and it was really hard to draw that thing, draw that in 3D. You know, I was like, I had to draw this, like, buckle thing and had to draw the, the leather going through it and, and then back around and back through. But but by drawing it, I really, really understand how it's going to work now. And, I, and that that part of that project is, like, I don't need to worry about it anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't need to worry about that. I know how that works. I don't need to worry about how I'm going to connect – the leather to the mask. I know how I, I've figured that out. I've drawn it. I've given myself two options. I actually did one option where it's like leather with a hole in it with a rivet. And the other side is just attaching a D ring to the leather with a rivet. Two options there. You know, what I didn't draw was the little like leather clasp that's going to be clasping around the handle and how that's going to hold. So in my mind, that's still an unresolved issue. So I'll have to figure that out before we do the project. Right. Cause otherwise then 
we're working on the project together and halfway through I'm undecided. I'm like, I kind of want to do it this way or not. But then, you know, that always is kind of nice because then you're there and I'm like, what do you think? And then we kind of work <laughs> it out together. And I'm like, oh yeah, that works. Right. But that's usually how I do it. I'll work through something. If it's something I'm going to make, I either have to like look up pictures of it until I see what I'm going to do, or I'll do a drawing of it in combination with looking up things. And then I have that all in my mind, all the, everything I can see it. I've drawn it. So I know how it works. And then we can, and then I can move on to building it. So, right. But that's the thing, like, you know, putting all those different skill sets together. And the one thing I wanted to add on to that is I was talking uh, to my buddy, Sean, and we were talking about motorcycles the other day and how my wife and I had a motorcycle when uh, we were just out of college. Um, and we had a, a Honda CB 500, uh, 1974, I think it was, Honda CB 500. So kind of like a, a flat seat with a round headlight, you know, awesome old bike. And at one point I wanted to... Um, I wanted to get a sissy bar for the back so that way when we're driving my wife and I, she could lean back. And at the time I was, I mean, this is right out of college. So I was like, had started doing knife make knife making kind of, you know, just the very, the very basics of taking circular saw blades and cutting them out and whatnot. And, uh, mm -hmm. and did some woodworking and I'd done some woodworking and I had, you know, kind of just barely get starting into leather work. And, you know, I had the maker mindset, which we kind of always had, but, um, you know, I was just looking up, sissy bars online to buy it didn't even it didn't even really cross my mind that much that it was something that i could probably make really easily and now with my skill sets like if i think of something like that i automatically i'm like how do i make that you know or or i might look up images and be like that's something relatively easy to make even if it's like flat stock you know i could cut out flat stock and drill holes in it and screw it together or it could be you know a bar that's forged out and you know it's like there are so many options now i think of and little like um upholstering a little leather cushion to be on the back it's just that mindset and now that i have these skills and i have these tools it just opens up your ability to try new things like i've never made right. a sissy bar before i've never done leather and metal together like that but having that skill set i could do that project it would be the first time I've ever done it, but I have this kind of this combination of different skill sets could all be put together to do, you know, pretty much anything. I can make right. anything. <laughs> 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 but yeah. So it's fun stuff. I just like that idea of of kind of gathering these skill sets, which will then just give you the ability to to make more and more stuff and, and uh you know, you can see how it's done, right? You're like, Oh, I have this tool and this tool and this tool and that's how I would do that. If I can see it in my head then and I'm sold. I can make it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I got a new segment. Mm -hmm. Um, it's going to be questions that that we've gotten from either YouTube or DMs or or directly through email. Okay. And it's called Dear Dustin. Ah, all right. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll do the intro right now. You ready? Yep. <laughs> Dear Dustin. That was it, that okay? Was, that was good. Do it again. Thank you. <laughs> Dear Dustin. It's <laughs> almost as good as Brian House's voice. Uh, well, I'll work on it. Announcer voice. <laughs> all right, here we go. Flying in, all right. Dear Dustin, ever thought of just using a toaster over... Uh, I'm sorry. Every dear dozen ever thought of just using a toaster oven for tempering in the shop. I did that and the wife was much happier. Ah, um, so 
dear dear uh, viewer listener <laughs> sorry that that's no. everett we'll just say that's everett yeah. munson dear everett okay. yeah so um yeah i i have and i actually have i've i've tried with uh, my toaster oven i have a little yeah we have a toaster oven up in the kitchen which i've done um I didn't get a real consistent heat treat out of it. And so I know a lot of people who use toaster ovens will set it up with its own, um, whatever that's called, like a, like a solid state relay, like a thermostat inside. So they'll put a better thermostat. You could still get a thermostat for pretty inexpensive, less than a hundred bucks. So you buy a toaster oven for a couple hundred bucks and you get a thermostat and you can kind of control the temperature inside much better. Um, right. I just found that it was, it was, a it, it, at least with our toaster oven, it was it didn't heat treat as well because it was a little inconsistent with the um, the heat. So then All I right. just went back to using the oven, regular oven. You know. Okay, dear Dustin, I like your fire pit very well, but you always forget two important things for the fire: a steak and a can of beer. Hope you are all staying safe and healthy. Greetings from Germany. That's Sasha Stahl. Sasha Stahl. Well, I'll definitely tell you, I definitely do not ever forget the can of beer because <laughs> I always have beers. <laughs> I was like, really? I know I'm, I most, I most wrote back that you didn't say a can, but there were bottles in the background uh, right, of, yeah. in the outro. There were bottles sitting. So I, I, th- I don't know if we've responded to that yet. So we'll have to respond to that. <laughs> that was a tough outro. I was definitely tipsy <laughs> in that outro. <laughs> I was like, here we go again. Cause we, cause with that, when we shot that, we, you know, shot it in the evening and then well, we, we wanted to start yeah, the fire, we, but we wanted to wait a little bit. So it was dark. Right. We, start we, we started the fire early, uh, during the, you know, Dusk seven or, o'clock yeah. to get, to get that. And we, so we were just sitting around drinking beers around the fire. Just and then by the time it was the outro, yeah. we had to really focus on, uh, <laughs> enunciation. Yeah. <laughs> and steaks, like, I, I don't know. I've just never been a steak guy. I mean, I love, I like steak. Oh it's yeah. Perfectly mm. Fine. Um, it's good. It's so, just you know, it's I not guess, something I ever think to buy. You know, like burgers. Maybe, I'll yeah, do burgers. May, or, yeah, I guess that's the. Is it, it maybe just steaks? The German burger. That's what they yeah, have in cookouts. Right. Yeah, yeah, and and that's actually something too. I like doing. I like cooking over the fire. So when we do, I have a little grill grate that I can kind of just put out up and then just rest it across the top of the fire pit, and just throw. We do like you know chicken kebabs and stuff, or even like we've done steak tips and stuff before, which is nice because then you can just. And even just put them on a stick and roast them over the fire like a marshmallow. It's kind of cool too. But I hear yeah. you. Yeah, you can't can't go wrong <laughs> with fire cooked meat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look in the look in the back there, uh, uh, stall, and you'll see a couple bottles. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, Robert Robert Easter Harris egg. says, Robert Harris says, dear Dustin, shut your stupid mouth. You have no idea to do anything carpentry. All right. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> what a good guy. Shut, Shut your, your stupid, stupid mouth. mouth. <laughs> you Man. have no idea to do anything in carpentry. Ah, good. So, you know, right there is grammar's bad, so. <laughs> so I'm already not taking them seriously. <laughs> right. That's, that's so You're either so some funny. some weird bot or someone from another country is doing yeah. translator, or you're just a child. Right, exactly. That's a, that's a man, that's, that's a, that takes some effort to be that uh, upset. Shut your stupid mouth, man! Shut they they threw mouth. stupid in there too. Wow! Yeah. Not even just shut your mouth. Uh, yeah, shut your huh. stupid hole. You have nothing. The, to that do was, with I guess, that was that was when they were storing a Stanley Number Four hand plane. Whoa! Really? Yeah. Huh? Wow. 
That's crazy. That's I mean that's not even I mean it's not a carpentry tool. It's like uh, you know it's a it's a I mean carpentry sure you know. Well, like it, I mean yeah, it's was, woodworking. But, yeah, but <laughs> I think wow. it's just a, a bad translation of a of of an angry person. I like it. That's but, great. You know, I figure figure we'd read those. Okay, here yeah, we go. Um, I don't from... mind. I don't mind the straight angry ones. That's fun. They're just funny. Right, right. <laughs> it's like I I mind the ones when people like challenge my something I know that I'm doing right. You know, those are the ones that get me. I'm like, they're like, you right. don't know what you're doing. This is completely just, wrong. Blah, yeah, blah, blah. Straight, and straight. I'm like, oh. yeah, straight angry. I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> yeah. great, man. You've got some time on your hands. <laughs> Shut your stupid um, <laughs> Ezekiel Franks says, dear Dustin, pretty eyes and eye makeup. So elegant and refined for a bladesmith. Great knife without the need to forge. That was on the making a knife from a circular saw blade video. Nice, that's awesome. Pretty, <laughs> Pretty eyes, eyes and eye makeup. And, eye makeup. <laughs> and actually, um, I will. Uh, uh, so, let's see if I can find this. This uh, there was someone else who just put a comment on. Yeah, wh- while you're here. looking for that, I'll explain. A lot of people either say to Dustin or me that we're wearing some type of eye makeup because uh, the the. The eyebrow under the eyelashes where you'd put eyeliner, we have just it's kind of dark. Like, even for me, I did a uh, I did one musical play in high school, and I was the one of the only kids who didn't have to put on the eyeliner because they just <laughs> I thought I had it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because because we have and it's it's actually something that for a guy it doesn't matter, but for my daughter who has the same type of eyes I do, blonde hair and dark eyelashes, it's really nice because it's something that women always do put on mascara on their eyelashes i have really dark eyelashes and blonde hair so i've always eyelashes yeah and the and, eyeliner yeah. part and the eyeliner whatever, right yeah for, for whatever reason yeah all since i would say since girls started wearing makeup when we were in high school that's when i started getting the questions but people were like are you wearing makeup you're wearing makeup no so so no. The, the most recent um comment on uh the uh i think it's this uh hanging an axe with a store-bought handle yeah. Um, Jake Zadra said, "Me, so star me, a very straight male." And then he time stamped twenty seven forty. He says, "Damn, he's a good looking guy." Ha ha ha! And it's, I saw that one too. The the end of the video where we're out in the snow and I'm standing in the snow and I'm holding the axe and talking about it. And so like I saw the comment <laughs> pop up and I showed Nicole. I was like, "Look at this!" And so we looked at it and I'm like, "Yeah, sure enough." You know, I was like pretty trim at that point. I had like my beard is trimmed. I'm wearing a hat. Like I'm just talking. I'm standing there with my gloves on and like the Carhartt jacket and this beautiful background. I was like. I'm looking pretty good well, in that shot. <laughs> I mean, if you ask yourself and your wife, I hope the response is yeah. Is yes. <laughs> I, you know, I just had to verify. Some, a bias like, <laughs> group there. <laughs> Nicole was like, we have to look at that timestamp because it might be when you're like oiling a handle or oh, leaning yeah, over right, something. Right, right, right. Or <laughs> but yeah, now, you know, funny. he, I mean, whatever he's into, that's fine. But if yeah. you say, nice before you guy. say it, that look, like I'm, I'm very straight. If you have to say you're very straight, I already question your your straightness. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, exactly. It could just be like <laughs> me, heterosexual male, you know, like, and then blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like, that's a good looking dude. <laughs> yeah. Bro, I, I'm so super straight. I mean, I'm really, I would never think of this, but. Oh, okay. No, that's fine, dude. Hey, you know. It's funny. Not I that have, there's anything wrong with that. In that in that shot, I have a uh, a pencil and a candy cane in my pocket. <laughs> I was like, oh, nice, a candy cane in there. That's funny. <laughs> Very wintry. Yes.
Okay, let's see. Let's see. We got, a, I think, a couple more. Um, right, nice. I like it. Uh, dear Dustin, ugh, wire wheels. <laughs> <laughs> that this is another another recent comment on restoring a Stanley Number Four hand plane. Oh, nice. <laughs> and I guess that could go for many of the videos. I mean, that's that's the main way you, you clean off yeah, rust and and. and yep. mm-hmm. Uh, so apparently he's angry at, at your use of the wire wheel. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know how else would you do it. Yeah, I mean, you know, I guess right. I mean, all the small parts. I mean, I guess I could put them into like a rust remover bath and just do it that way. Right. But but like with the brass, you know, I kind of want to buff that up. And if you're not, you know, that's not going to clean up brass. It'll take the rust off, but brass doesn't have rust. You know, it gets oxidization. So. You got to use the wire wheel and the brass, um, or at least you know something, some type of buffing, like Scotch bread or something. I guess I could use um, the main body of the of the plane. I think I did that mostly by hand. I mean, maybe I used the wire wheel in the beginning just to take off the little rust spots, but then I used that on like sandpaper, you know, to clean everything up by hand. It must have just been all the little the little implements, the wire yeah. wheel. Oh man, I love uh, the yeah. wire wheel. Ugh. He's not, he's not a fan. Big yeah. what's his name? Big Daddy is not a fan. Big Daddy. Okay, we got without the wire wheel. <laughs> we got two more. Um, right. United Snakes America. That's a weird one. Oh, I like United says, Snakes. I've seen him before. <laughs> says, uh, "Dear Dustin, has anyone ever made a bow from a salvaged slash antique Osage fence post?" Yeah, I did see that comment. I think a lot of times when I'm like, I, like I'll think about looking through comments, but I just don't have time to answer them then. You, you didn't respond or even put a thumbs up dang man i saw that i remember seeing that comment i think that's I, why not you know i mean the thing about any wood is just you just need to know its moisture content and then whatever your project is has to be an appropriate moisture content for that wood yeah and so if you have a if you have so my my only experience with using wood that's been outside for an extended amount of time is fence posts, obviously like trees and stuff too. But you know they're covered by bark. <laughs> but um, fence right. posts are our neighbor when we were in high school took down an oak fence and put up a chain link fence. Um, and my dad asked if he could have the oak, and the guy was like, "Sure, it's fine. You know, I was just going to get rid of it." So so my dad actually planed all these oak boards and use that oak to put in a new floor in our kitchen and that that oak below i mean these have been fences that were here probably for 30 40 years just outside you know not painted just you know they had the beautiful like weathered gray and he only had to go down maybe a you know eighth of an inch or so to just beautiful oak underneath and then you get some staining and stuff which is just adds like nice character to it depending on what it is if it's oxidization from nails and stuff you know um but with, you know, an Osage fence post, the fence posts are going to be, you know, four by four inches, something like that. You can imagine if you go inside that. So say you take even a half an inch all the way around, you still have a three inch, you know, post, which could have really nice solid wood inside. I think that would be kind of an interesting idea. Yeah. I wonder how long it takes before. Yeah. Then the moisture, because, yeah, you can lay down planks of wood. For right. a floor, but but a, a bow is a little bit different. You need right. That's what I said. Yeah. You would have to know moisture content, and you can put and moisture it, back into woods and stuff. You could, you know, 
leave it in a damp basement for <laughs> seal the ends like I do with mine, you know. They're right. just in a kind of a kind of damp basement, you know, and all the ends are ends are sealed, so they are drying over time, but you know, they they keep a certain moisture level because they're in a in a kind of a moist area. Yeah. So there you go. And that's not a, if you have a Osage a fence post, send it to yeah. us and we'll try. <laughs> I think I think also, you know, depending like, you know, fence post is gonna be obviously the part that's underground is gonna be taking rot quicker than what's above ground, but you know, right. fence so you posts don't, are only you don't have much. Right. Yeah, maybe four feet tall, right? So maybe you have four feet, four and a half or five feet of usable material. Well, like you could make a smaller bow from that, but maybe right. you have two fence posts, right? And then you do like right. a a, a, you know, break a takedown bow or something. I think that's yeah. that sounds like sounds like an awesome project. Bow from a fence post. I love it. <laughs> right. Talk to Clay Hayes again. See what he did. What he thinks about it. <laughs> uh, here's the last one. All right. I like this. this um, talking about the Smithy. Uh, dear Dustin, awesome outcome was bittersweet seeing Sadie, but a fond remembrance of and for her. Sadie Smithy sounds like a winning name for a new spot. Yeah. All my best to you and yours. Looking forward to the full, the, to the first full video of using the new space. And that was Mike Hawkins, which we know. Yeah, Mike Hawkins. Uh, who's, who's been a longtime patron, yeah. um, one of our first and the longest, and a big, big supporter of the channel. We love, we love Mike. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, let's see, Mike, he does leather work. I think it's Mike, too. Um, if I remember, I'm pretty sure it's Mike. Mike, if this is not you, I apologize. It's one of our other. <laughs> it's the one of, we have a couple guys, and there's a lot of people who have been really consistent with the channel. But we have a couple guys that are really good and always talking, like Miguel and Sudim, and there's there's a bunch of guys who've who've done who've really been a good part of the channel for a long time. But Mike Hawkins is definitely one of our top. Um, yeah, it is him because he has Hawk Hill, Hawk and Hills leather. I think it is on Instagram. He okay, had a yeah, yeah. he had a flood in his basement recently, and it like mm. completely ruined everything that was his like leather working business. So you know, my heart goes out to Mike. Mike, if you're listening, you know we really appreciate it, and we see you, and uh, and yeah, keep keep going. He he's he's a good dude. He he posts often about just like people help him out and send him stuff and it's it's like positive stuff you know he's not he's not just uh he hasn't gone completely downtrodden from what happened it's just like what, <laughs> yeah. what how can this be a positive turnout from it so right that's cool yeah and i appreciate it. i i did see yeah i saw when mike said that and i was like that's a damn good idea like i like that maybe we do like a little sign like the sadie smithy you know yeah that yeah was the last project i think that's really cool yeah oh, actually, i wanted to end with that yeah. Sorry, yeah, I, w I wanted to end with that one just because we got so many. Um, I think we talked about it last week, but we got so many, like so much love so for Sadie positives. and and for again, it's that connection. Everyone's lost a dog or a pet. They they, yeah. they understand, and, and dog lovers understand. But they really reached out. It's really nice to get get all the love love for old old Sadie girl. Yeah, yeah, that was that was super sweet. It was super nice, and it, you know, and it was a great way to you know send her off. Um, yeah, and I uh, after I guess it must have been after I saw that comment, maybe maybe not, but um, uh, what's his name? Um, Skull and Spade, which is uh, um, the guy who used to work with uh, Brett McAfee, he used to work with Jimmy Duresta. He's got his channel called Skull and Spade, and actually I um I talked to him 
uh, directly when I was doing the when we were doing the, um, the restoration of the post vice because he's done a few and so I got some input from him but he recently put out a video that was like ma- he was making a sign for a buddy of his who has a shop or you know maybe it's a I forget what exactly it is but he was making a metal sign he was like every every shop needs a good sign and he like turns and looks over his shoulder and there's like his sign behind him up in the shop I was like that's cool right so we got the AOC. I was thinking, like, what do we do for like another AOC sign that can go out there? But I, but then I saw Mike's, Mike's comment. And I was like, that's a good idea. We could do something like the Sadie Smitty. You know, you know, it'd be cool That'd if be we cool. just hired one of the one of like someone like that to to make a sign for us. Yeah, yeah. And just have that. I, I don't know if it'd be a collab, but just get one of these. Uh, get another maker to make a sign for us. Right. And have it and, and hang it nice and. That's and idea, we could yeah. we could we could even get um maybe get Mike to make it out of leather. <laughs> I don't know sweet. how long that would last. Yeah, right. A exactly. Leather sign. I, you know, if it's like if I hang it kind of up inside so it's protected from the wind, you know, from the weather or whatever, up on the back That's or something. True. I don't know. It'd be kind of cool. Maybe some like wooden yeah. leather together or something. Yeah, Mike, if you're listening, I'll I'll send you a message. <laughs> I like that. That's a good idea. But that is uh that is dear Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> right on. Awesome. All right. Well, uh we are to that time in the podcast where we like to do recommendations. It's funny, I I was thinking about this today when I was trying to think about a recommendation and I was thinking about the different podcasts that I've listened to over the years and some will do recommendations and then eventually they kind of they stop doing or they come back to it. Um but I will say podcasts that still do it i love recommendations they're just like it's just it's a way to talk about things that are cool and and so often i will find things that i like from recommendations from other makers um so you know we may we may or may not always have a recommendation every week but i i like the idea that we put at the end and just talk about things that we like and just you know send people to cool things What, Um, what do you what do you got this week I have a show that I love and started watching a few years ago and then took a hiatus because I wasn't able to get it because it's on Netflix and now I have Netflix again. It's Peaky Blinders. You guys don't know about Peaky Blinders. So Peaky Blinders is a Netflix series. I think it's in its sixth season. Um, It's about a uh, early 1900s. So after, after world war one, um, all these, you know, British soldiers, they return home back to, uh, England. And then, uh, it's about this one family, um, the Shelby's and they start up like a crime. They're, they're a gang called the Peaky Blinders. They're called Peaky Blinders because they have in their hats in their like, whatever those type of hats are called. They do razors, um, in the mm. brims of their hats. So then they could blind yeah. their enemies, the Peaky Blinders. Um, but they were one of the, like, just a really powerful gang and it, and it goes through, the first season is them kind of a small gang and they grow and grow and grow. And it's just a really awesome Cillian, Cillian or Killian Murphy is the main, um, he's Thomas Shelby. He's, he's the main character and really cool actors. Um, the woman, what's her name? Um, uh, Helen McCrory is, uh, um, the, she's the matriarch of the gang. So it's actually, she's a, she is a, Shelby by birth. It's actually the main guys. It's it's their aunt. So it's their father's sister. Mm. Um, she was uh, Narcissa Malfoy in the Harry Potter series. Oh, so man. Yeah. Um, but she's she actually, apparently, she passed away recently. Um, and the guy who played uh, Lucius Malfoy, 
which is what's his name? He was also the bad guy in uh, the bad guy in the in the Patriot. Um, yeah, yeah, I know you're talking yeah, about him. Yeah, he he uh, he was talking about her and saying how she was like the greatest actress that he ever worked with, and that was before he worked with her on Harry Potter. They like went to do an audition one time, and he said he went back to his wife and told his wife that that day after they were in the audition, he was like, I think I just met the greatest actress I've ever seen. <laughs> like today <laughs> talking about Helen McCrory and she does, she does an amazing job. Everyone does an amazing job. It's, it's a really cool show. If you like, if you like gangster movies or if you like, you know, crime dramas and stuff, it's just, it's so good. It's got funny stuff and it's got, you know, raunchy stuff and killing and, and drama and mystery. And it's, it's great. Super cool yeah. show. Peaky Blinders on Netflix. Yeah, I want to try that again. I started, I think I got a few episodes in, and for whatever reason, I, I fell off, and I right. Yeah. I either lost interest or just stopped. So, I mean, I, I know that it's one of the top ones on Netflix. Now yeah. I'm going to suggest another one on Netflix on the yeah, opposite yeah. side of the spectrum. <laughs> um, a documentary series called Formula One Drive to Survive. Um, uh-huh. They recap each season of Formula One in this amazing way. It's, I think it's six or 10 episodes, All right. but it is so well done. Even if you don't, which I really didn't beforehand. I mean, I always like racing and that type of thing and cars. Like we talked about today, I, I like yeah. general stuff. I, I would like to know more about it. And this, this series, it's so well done that they, they let you in. They build the drama up for you and say, all right, this racer's for this team. This is the history of this team. This is why oh, Mercedes nice. in first. This is why McLaren's coming up. This this driver switched teams last year, and now they're angry at each other. So you have all this background. And for whatever reason, Netflix has access to every single team and all the drivers. Oh, that's so, awesome. So they switch around. So they give you these recaps. And, of course, Formula One is all over the world. Um, yep. They go to all these great places, and it's just these awesome stories with, you know, the fastest cars in the world and the most talented drivers in the world. Um, and, yeah, they just recapped this last season, and it was so good. Like, I don't I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but I almost don't want to watch races, Formula One races, just because I was like, I want to wait for the the – the show <laughs> the recap at the end of show. the year oh, you want to like be surprised and and, and be surprised like oh, no he didn't he left the team oh can you believe it like they it's so well done that i end up like uh like i, I get affected by a a driver moving to from like a uh, red bull to renault Right, and, and like all these like things that I would never like be interested or think of, but by the end of the season, you're into it. You're <laughs> nice. like, how could we? How could he do it? Don't you know? Uh, you know, Mercedes makes the engines for them, and blah blah. And he never said, you know. So it's it's so it's so well done. That's and like 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 the quote earlier, it, it, if the more you know, the more interesting you get, and they do such a way. I think it's it's genius on F one part. I mean, it's it's the biggest racing thing pretty much all over the world. But yeah, right. To try to get into the U.S. and and surpass NASCAR, um, it's it's just such a good show. So That's watch awesome. them. They they ha- they have three seasons, and if you don't know much about F one, just start the last one. Yeah. Or you know, st- start three years ago and come up through all the way through the whole COVID thing. Them trying to figure out what they're going to do and how they're going to have races. It's 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 amazing. It's so good. That's sweet. Yeah, I can definitely say that anytime I watch like a recap video 
that caps a season of something, especially racing, like watching Nitro Circus, Travis Pastrana, and they'll do like all of the Red Bull, you know, off-road races for like, it's a recap <laughs> right. of season 12, right. right? It's like, in this race, they did this and this, and they, this guy's won, or, you know, or even like a recap of, a, of an event where it was like multiple races and you had to do qualifying. By the end, you're like, they do a, such a good job of building up the suspense of what's going to happen. Right. That you're like, I got to right. watch to the end because who's going to win? Who's going right. to take it all? You know, like. They, yeah, they awesome. let you know what's important. They. They right. give you an idea of what's going on, which just pulls everybody yeah. in. Yeah, you see all um, the big dramatic stuff that happens when people pass stuff. They get all that in there, but then they're, right. they're like the other ten, fifteen, you know, thousands of hours of of just racing is <laughs> is trivial, and so they don't need all that. They just need to like right. bring you along with yeah. Oh, That's it's awesome. it's so good. So watch that. Watch that F one series if you have any interest in cars or racing or anything. I, even if not, you put it in, like I, I had it on and by the end of it, my wife was like discussing like why Mercedes, you know, they're the top F1 team would like do this <laughs> or that, or why, why the second driver Mercedes, how he would feel, you know, cause you have uh Hamilton, Hamilton and he's the best driver in the world. You know, it was, it was really <laughs> funny. She has no interest in racing, but by the end they had, it had pulled her in dramatically right. where she was caring about these racing teams, these European <laughs> F1 racing teams. It was great. <laughs> you got us. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the other thing is like, there's, there's that, uh, there's that amount of reality in there, right? You know, it's real things. It's not just, yeah. Uh, a show and obviously you can get into it either way but like right with that kinda, you're like this you see this is you know that next year those people are still going to be doing something it's going to affect right. what they're doing you know like it's it's yeah. it's like the to me it's the best version of a reality show right exactly because you you have you have the drama that people are looking for and these 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 relationships and the drama and the build-up but then you have real races and we you right. know it's not fabricated Right, so whatever exactly. happens, happens. And so when you're rooting for a team to beat someone and their engine blows out or they get hit around a turn by another car, you know what happened or, or the history behind that aggression. Right. And you get yeah. like, you get all excited and like, yeah. oh, how could he do that? He knew, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's, it's, it's great. So just go watch it. I promise nice. you it's one of the best things on Netflix. That's awesome. Yeah, it reminds me of like, you know NFL films or something, right? You know they, they oh, recap yeah. stuff and they bring you along. You know it happened, and yeah, that's awesome, sweet. All right, Formula One Drive to Survive and Peaky Blinders. Check them out; both awesome uh, Netflix shows. I actually the first time I watched Peaky Blinders was actually uh, we I who did I hear? I heard someone talking about it, and I can't remember who it was. I, maybe a podcast. I think it may have even been a recommendation like a bunch of years ago, and. Um, I heard the name and then I was at our library and at the time we were, you know, this is like I said, three or four years ago, we were just getting a lot of movies from the library pretty often. And there's a whole TV section of series. And so we like, we rewatched the whole, the whole lost series. We watched a bunch of different stuff, all the Sherlock stuff yeah. with, um, yeah. With, uh, what's his name? Um, Benedict Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. Yeah. So awesome. But, uh, but then I saw Peaky Blinders there. So I think I watched like the first and second season, um, on the actual DVDs and then, uh, more recently, we just I just watched the third, and I'm into the fourth season now. So, good stuff. Sweet. 
Yeah, right on. All right, man. Cool. Well, uh, yeah, thank you guys all so much for listening. This has been a blast. Um, again, you know, we, it's just it's just fun to do this and chat, and we hope this that you guys are entertained and that you get a little bit about what's going on behind the scenes, and we talk about, you know, giving you some information to make stuff and some even, just like you said, just bullshitting and hanging out. <laughs> um, give you some good recommendations and then uh and bring in some of those listener questions i like that too yeah if you dustin. yeah if you have any questions <laughs> you have any dear dustin questions send them to uh the art of craftsmanship at gmail.com or dm the art of craftsmanship or the art of camera guy right on instagram yep there you go you guys can find us on uh on youtube the art of, the art of craftsmanship used to youtube obviously uh, if you're listening, that's probably how you found us. And if not, that's just always amazing, too, um, that people find us in other ways. But, uh, yeah, and if you want to support us, you can always go over to Patreon and support us there. We really, really appreciate all of the support. So thank you guys all so much. It's been a blast. Another week. This is Episode 42 of the Art Podcast, and we will talk to you next time. <laughs>